Welcome to the second episode of the I've Heard of Both Ways podcast with myself, Ray Adriani, and my co-host, PJ Hannigan. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We are live again with episode two from Warrior Studios. That is correct. And I don't know about you, but I've been uh, pumping Queen lately with uh, new Bohemian Rhapsody news. Uh, the movie, I guess, not news. Yeah. Making like $188 million worldwide, I think, which is almost quadruple their budget so far so i think they're considering it a success yeah i think that's that's probably a mm. win I, I would consider that a win at least yeah but uh the reviews have been mixed people are saying it's a good movie everything blah 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 um but a lot of people are critical of it because <laughs> they've taken some historical liberties i would say they're saying that freddie mercury was diagnosed with aids in 1985 when reality was it was like 1987 or something um and the live aid concert which was also in 1985 was like his big farewell after his aids diagnosis which i don't think well we know for a fact isn't the truth but brian may the guitarist for queen will do whatever he wants because he's got the rights to it so um but i was really upset that they didn't get to do the sasha baron cohen Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I thought that was going to be really good with him as Freddie Mercury. He was looking for a little more adult-oriented movie instead of Brian May's family-friendly Freddie Mercury movie. But yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, going not family-friendly seems to work out. Deadpool did okay. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't get why. I mean, like, I he didn't want to like tarnish the legacy of Freddie Mercury, but I don't think. Telling the truth would have tarnished his le legacy. No, and Freddie Mercury said his legacy, he didn't care. He was like, just make me cool. Well, he was cool. There's no argument about that. Well, yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. So he led like a fantastic life and it would have made like a great biopic had it been R-rated and just was like his actual life. I mean, if you've read about the guy before, you know he led a adult-oriented <laughs> lifestyle. Very adult-oriented. That doesn't mean it's like a bad legacy to leave behind or anything he let like he was very famous he i enjoyed by everyone i think he's one of the most famous front men's of all time and they i don't know rami malik did from the previews i didn't see the movie yet but from the previews looked like a pretty good job of freddie mercury but the way freddie mercury was written in the movie i don't think gave him enough room to expand um and give like a truthful portrayal of Freddie Mercury. But I don't know. What was your favorite Queen song? Um I don't know. That I think probably There are tons, so it's not I know. Like, it's, 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 it's 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 hard it's hard to I would say it was it's hard to just pick, you know, my absolute favorite. Did you listen do you listen to a lot of Queen or no? Uh not a whole lot. I mean I I mean, I probably have to just say Bohemian Rhapsody as it's it's a classic, the most immortalized Queen song from from the famous scene in Wayne's World. Well, yeah, and like what I understood about that song is that like it came out and it was released as a single. They were like fighting tooth and nail for it, and it was popular on the radio and everything for a little while, and then 
in the mid to late 80s when Freddie Mercury passed, it wasn't that big anymore until Wayne's World came out again and then it just started hitting the radio again in that like six or seven minute opera yeah, style exactly. song, which rocks. But I think when I first heard the Sheer Heart Attack album, that was the first time I heard, like, I was young and I was like, ooh, this Queen, Queen's like a rock band. Like, I didn't think of them as a rock band because they have a lot of slower songs that are like catching everything. Um, but I didn't think of them as like not hard rock, but like shredding guitar and just like. Yeah, but then you hear that and you're like, whoa, they, like, they can actually fucking rock. That's what got me into it. I was like, ooh, I can get down with that. Like, Stone Cold Crazy was that first song I heard from Queen where I'm like, ooh. This band, like the guitars is good, the frontman's good. Like they're a rock band. They're not just like a I don't even know what you call it, like a party band that like yeah. everybody listens to. But my favorite song would be It's Late off of the News of the World, I think, album. It's like the second to last song or something. Um it's a longer song, but it starts out slow, the chorus builds again like most of their song, which I think that's what makes them a good band. But getting the Bohemian Rhapsody movie and hearing how historically inaccurate it is makes me think of if like ACDC did a Bond Scott movie <laughs> and Angus Young would do the same thing, like wouldn't give them the rights to the real Bond Scott. He would just give them like, oh, hey, you know, like we were good without him, but we're still we're good with him, but we're still good without him. And I don't know, that would be like, it'd be like if Guns N' Roses did a biopic movie of themselves and axel rose did the same thing like oh yeah yeah and like nothing bad happened between us we're, we're we're all still friends yeah right it's uh no we're all still cool I, but i don't know a bon scott movie would be fantastic i a hundred percent agree with you so he died from they said alcohol poisoning like he choked on his own vomit in a car he like passed out in a car sitting up or laying whatever and like choked on his own vomit but everyone he was with said it was like a heroin overdose which led to him throwing up and everything but the young family who owns all the rights to acdc kind of like swept that under that, the rug that didn't happen yeah exactly like no no no, no. <laughs> he didn't do heroin at all don't yeah don't believe what you what you've heard from all of his best friends who were with him that night yeah. but i don't know and then moving on from movie news to sports news Le'Veon bell looks like he will be sitting out for the rest of the season after everyone had thought he was a steal drafting him in like the third or fourth yeah, round. It's like, oh, I'm just going to wait it out. He'll yeah. be back. Yeah, I think he his contract was for like $15 million or something, and he was going to wait until week 9 or 10, which was like the minimum from the collective bargaining agreement to be considered a full season. And they all were expecting him to report this week, and he didn't show up, and he said he was just going to sit out the rest of the season, which I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to like... Save his legs and not. Ooh, that's a nice little echo. Save his legs and not. Uh, sorry, our mixer PJ is uh, messing with the levels here. I don't know if it's gonna be helping or hurting your ears. Well, I think we're good now. Yeah, but Le'Veon was supposed to sit out, you know, like to get his big contract extension, which most running backs are looking for. But I think it's like a weird way to sit out an entire season and then sign as a free agent with another team. Like, who's gonna pay him the money he wants? after sitting out an entire season like isn't that a bad look for a player yeah right like that just it it, it 
I, I don't even know. It just makes you look bad. Well, yeah, like you get, you, I get the whole <laughs> about like holding out for a while and just trying to like, hey, like if I don't get hurt, but it could be like all those college kids who are projected first round draft picks after the junior year and then just stay for their senior year, but take out that like job insurance policy in case they get hurt or something for like $50 million for like a $10 million premium or whatever. But I, I don't know. I think that would have been one of my options if I were Le'Veon Bell, but I'm not ever going to make $15 million a year, so I don't think I'll ever have to worry about that. I don't know. You, we could we could be making $15 million a year next year from this podcast. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, that's I sure true. hope so. Maybe we get sponsored by DirecTV, and they can give me Sunday Ticket and Red Zone for free instead of trying to charge a million dollars. What do you have for cable? I have Comcast. Okay, Comcast, you can order Red Zone like on its own, but for DirecTV, you have to order Sunday Ticket to... Get, to have to have the opportunity red to zone buy food? red zone, so you have to oh. buy Sunday ticket, which is like 150 bucks or whatever, and then red zone on top of that for another like 15. I don't, I don't even know what it costs because I don't bother anymore because they just it's the whole. So, wait, you have to buy Sunday ticket to even be able to if order you have red zone. If you have Directv, you cannot get red zone without having Sunday ticket. So you have to buy Sunday ticket first, and then on top of that, you have to buy red zone. It's it's That's a, a great business practice. Yeah, it's a scam. It's a scam like every other cable company ever will do. They just want to they hold their customers and like, oh, no, no, like you can get Sunday ticket for free if you get DirecTV, which I did, which was awesome, and assumed it came with Red Zone in the first year. I called in and everything, and they're like, no, 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 you have to buy Red Zone. And I think it was like 10 bucks or whatever, so it was no big deal, whatever, it's fine. Then the next year, I just wanted Red Zone, so I canceled Sunday ticket, and then you find out after sitting on hold for like 45 minutes that you can't get Sunday ticket, or you can't get Red Zone without Sunday ticket. And that was when I thought about switching providers, but... As you know, that is like the hardest thing to do ever. So I just have DirecTV, but no Sunday tickets. So I get I get the Bears game and then whatever game is on after that. The game of the week, which is usually the Cowboys. But this week, I think it's Green Bay uh, on CBS. So. It's Green Bay in Miami. It's uh, playing on the TV behind us. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Look at that. Yep. Do you want to run our first ad or should I? Uh, I read I, the feed. I feel like it's uh, it's probably better if you do it. Well, our first ad is uh, from Junk King Northwest. They are a waste removal company located uh, in Northbrook, and they service all the north and northwest suburbs, and they will come to your house. They will pick up all your garbage, whatever you have from a remodel, from cleaning out your basement, from a flood, from whatever. They do it all. You just point. They take it all out to their truck, you pay them, and then they leave, and that's it. It's probably, we, we've used them on two houses before, and it's like the easiest thing to do. You call them, you set up time, you, they'll give you a price over the phone, or you can go online to junk-king.com, use their pricing estimator, and put in whatever you have. It'll give you an estimate on price. You have them come out. They'll tell you how much it is, and you can tell them, okay, go ahead, get rid of all this shit, and... They remove it. Is that is that in the copy? Uh, I may have taken some artistic <laughs> liberties with it, but they will remove everything and uh, make your life easier. Go on their website, junk-king, 
com or call them 847-807-3449 junk king 847-807-3449 and this again is our first podcast in november which you see a lot of people doing no shave november which i think is basically just our life we you just called having a beard. You just yeah. When was the when was the last time that your uh, your face is actually seen in the sunlight? My actual skin yeah. under my beard. Yeah, that, that, I that is. I can't even tell. Uh, actually, no. I know exactly when it was. It was my grandpa's funeral. He never really liked my beard, but whatever. And I figured it would be nice to send him off shaving. And that was four or five years ago, maybe longer. Uh, no, like five years ago. This December. And, um, that was the last time I was clean shaven. Ever than that, I've had a beard of various lengths just because I'm lazy and you realize that not only does it hide your sensitive skin so I don't get razor burn anymore, but also hides my extra poundage. You can't see with the beard, you see it in the face and you don't see the hair is a nice little cover up for everybody. Yeah. And you don't have to spend money on razors, which is just beautiful. I think I did like Dollar Shave Club years ago. And like when they first came out and they, I don't know, sent me like four packs of razors with like 16 razors. I still have them from back. I like I shave my neck from the bottom of my beard to my, my neck and that's it. And I have a ton left. I don't need to use Dollar Shave Club, but no free ads, so... We'll just say that mail order blade company. We can bleep that out and edit it. Yeah, we can probably edit that out. Have you, yeah. Did you go to a lot of weddings this summer? Um, I went to your wedding. Well, yeah, so that's uh, one. Outside of that, actually not not a whole lot of weddings this this season. I had a couple. Um, three we had. We had Mark and Kelly, May and Stu and Miro in... September and then mine in October, but I got my first save the date for next year for Fritz's wedding, which is in Canada in September, um, which I appreciate the early save the dates. I always hate like we kind of we booked our venue in October, but didn't send out like a save the date till January. And we had a few people who were like, oh, no, I have to go to another wedding, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, whatever. That's fine. It's less money for <laughs> yeah. us to spend. Um, but I'm I'm standing up in Mike's wedding because we've been friends since we went to like preschool together. Uh, do you remember when we went to Mystic <laughs> Waters with Fritz? Yeah, yeah, I do. That was uh, that was a that was a weird adventure. Um, I mean, to say the least, how how we we're what probably like seventeen and eighteen. Uh, I don't know. We we're probably like eighteen <laughs> years old, going, maybe eighteen years old, going, going through the Mystic water Wa- park in Displains. Yeah, I don't know. We, we took well, we took his nephew. He was going. He was like watching his nephew, who was like ten or something. So that's why we went. We didn't just go three dudes going to Mystic. We, we brought his nephew. Well, I mean, it. Even if his, if we weren't bringing his nephew, it still would have been just three dudes. Yeah, that's not still like, gone. We didn't have fun. We had a great time. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. And some like white trash some, lady. Some people didn't have a great time. Yeah, because... she was not having a great time. Well, didn't it start with didn't it start with her kid like talk, saying something to to um 
Her kid said something to Mike. I don't remember yeah, what it was. It was something like I don't I don't remember what it was, but he was calling then Mike was like, dude, yeah, get, yeah, get jump the fuck out of here, you yeah. little pussy. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he went and like ratted us out to his mom. And his mom comes over and starts trying to yell at us. And then we just turned into yelling at her for Well, being... I mean, she was a pretty easy target. I was like, Are you even allowed to smoke in here, yeah, lady? She's smoking in the water park, covered in tattoos and just doing she looked like a lady who drove a minivan that broke down every time she used it and uh was just the queen of the trailer park yeah she yeah i don't even remember i don't remember this you're you're always good at remembering the specifics of stories i i can never do that was the husband there did she say she was gonna go get her husband who i'm assuming didn't work but wasn't there she just kept talking about how she was gonna get her husband we're like Go ahead. I don't. That's that's fine. We'll tear him apart like we did you. It's no big deal to us. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We we can ruin his day too for you. Go get him. Yeah. If you guys all want to cry over dinner together, that's fine. Or you can just suck it up and keep moving because your kid was talking shit and we told him how it was. Exactly. Clearly, he got his bad shit talking from you. Get a helmet, kid. Exactly. Lord knows what jail that kid is in now, but. He's well, some not voting. He's a convicted felon. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty pumped to go to Canada. Have you ever been to Canada before? I have not. I'm pretty pumped because I know you can buy Cuban cigars and you can bring them. You can bring home like 200 cigars, so it's like a nice little. Well, you can bring home as many as you want. You can just declare 200. Yeah, you can pack your bag full. But if anyone is listening, I will bring be bringing home no more than $200 worth of Cuban cigars. But I, so we're, we're going to go early because we were going to go like it's outside of Toronto. So we're going to go to Toronto first and then like maybe Niagara Falls. And Chris was asking me like what sites we want to see. And I'm like, I don't know how to sightsee when you travel. Do you like, no, I have no idea. I'm I, actually pulling. I just went to Google right now to, and I typed in sites to see in Toronto. Well, I, I want to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like so, that's... so according to TripAdvisor, the 15 best things to do in Toronto are um, the CN Tower. Which is just like an observation deck yeah. of a city that's not as big as Chicago. So that's that's one of the top things to do in Toronto. Okay, that's number is one. Is to go into a tower. Uh, let's see. Go to St. Lawrence Market, whatever that is. Do you know what pass. that is? Pass. It's going to be a pass. Uh, Ripley's Aquarium of Canada. The Shedd Aquarium in Chicago is like pretty... That's the hard part of living in Chicago. Is like we, we have the skyline, so I don't need to see... CN Tower, we'll probably just go because I think that's just something you do in Toronto. But an aquarium, I'll have to look into it. Does Ripley, is it Ripley's Believe It or Not? No, it just says Rip. Here, let me click on it. It says Ripley's Aquarium. If it's a Believe It or Not aquarium, that 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 would be something to see. See the fish that James Cameron James Cameron sees when he goes uh, exactly. deep sea diving. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always been a fan of Shed Shed Aquarium. It's a nice aquarium. So, like, unless it's some monster place that I don't know if you have to. It's just an aquarium. It's uh, actually at the base of the CN Tower. So, you could knock that out two for one. Maybe we'll put put that on the maybe list. What else we got? Uh, let's see. So, this this list is, it's, um, it's now it just says sightseeing tours and it says see all providers. So, it's, it's getting. Yeah, we'll 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 pass on Skip a sightseeing the Royal tour. Conservatory of Music, uh, and then the Toronto Symphony Orchestra are the things listed by TripAdvisor, which 
I mean, I what's the number one thing that comes to mind when you think Toronto? Hockey Hall of Fame. Exactly. That's it. And, and it's, it's not, not even, even on the top list. five. That's like the only thing I want to do there. And then I think we're probably going to drive to Niagara Falls. And I think you just like, have you been to Niagara Falls before? Either way, you just go, I think you just go and stare at the falls and to maybe take a boat, get close to do the they falls. Rent, do they rent barrels to go over? Maybe, we'll, we'll look into that. Maybe yeah. you can come with. I'd, I'd look into that, maybe. But that's the problem we're having. We're going to, Chris and I are going to Italy on our honeymoon, our delayed honeymoon. We're going over Christmas. And we just booked all of our Airbnbs this week, which was like slim pickings for like a normal place within walking distance in Rome, Florence, and Venice. But now she's asking like what we want to do. And I'm like, I don't know. And but you're already, you're already an experienced European traveler. Well, I went with Berg and Uncle Dede in 2007. We went all over Europe in like 30 days. And we... So we it's a little tie into the opening theme song this this week. Yeah, that uh Scotty doesn't know because of our Euro All trip Euro we trip had. Fans out there. We uh we booked so Berg's family friend was like a travel agent and he was like, "Oh yeah, like she'll be able to book everything for us blah blah blah." And we went to her and you have to, like it's we were young and didn't realize like we probably could have booked everything ourselves. We were kind of worried yeah, like using a travel agent. What year was this? 2007. So like right on the cusp uh, of like the internet being the good internet. enough. Yeah, yeah. Like it was good enough to like book stuff, but Should not time travel agent back it, to 1987. Well, here's how old relevant. it was. We met at like the library to go over our trip <laughs> and everything course, yeah. before <laughs> we went to her. She doesn't have a real office. No, before, before we went to her. Oh. Yeah. So we went like we met in the library <laughs> and like looked better. at, books and maps and decided on like what cities we wanted to go to and then we went to her and we're like okay here here's where we want to go here's how long we want to go blah 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 and so she booked our trains and hotels and everything and we stayed we stayed in hostels for everywhere except for rome which was our first stop we wanted to like to make sure we had like a normal place to stay since we first got there. And then we stayed in a hotel in Madrid when we left because we also wanted like a normal place to stay before we left. And so we landed in Rome and she was like, Oh yeah, the hotel will be like right off the train station after you take the train into the city, which it was, but she didn't tell us that like that area of the city was not great. It was just kind of like a dumpy hotel <laughs> in Rome right next to the train station. So we went up. We were fine because we were just like three guys walking around. So no big deal. But we like go check into the hotel and everything. We were on like the fourth floor and there was an elevator. So we took the elevator and it was able to fit Dave Berg and myself with five pounds extra to spare maybe like we couldn't even bring our luggage up we had to bring we had to have one person get on the elevator with our luggage which was like three big backpacks and that was it and then we started just wandering Wait, was that because of the weight rating of the elevator no that was like the size, the size. like if oh. one of us was five pounds heavier we would not have fit in the oh, elevator like spa space wise i thought you guys like, were like actually looking at the weight limit like oh. no, i don't know guys we should leave the backpacks. everything's in kilograms and we don't know how much that is so yeah, yeah we figured no one does really exactly i mean it was like creaking in every time it was going up a floor but i think that's just how their old elevators work but we like squeezed in and and had Dave go down and get our luggage all up and bring it all up at once. So we waited at the top and then we just started wandering around town. But I think like I was 
fucking exhausted when we left because I couldn't sleep on the plane. Um, <laughs> I decided to take some like Excedrin PM before we got on the plane to like help me fall asleep. And I take it like right before we get on the plane and everything, have dinner. And then I was looking to like sleep for six hours. And right as I was like closing my eyes, there was this baby crying right behind Dave and I. And I, I've been like, I was like zoning in and out because of, I took like five Excedrin PMs. The recommended amount. Yeah, exactly. And, um, apparently in the middle of the flight, I turned around and said, I'm going to nail that baby's mouth shut if it doesn't stop screaming. And Dave said I didn't sleep. I don't remember sleeping. He was awake the whole time. And uh, he said the lady was horrified when I turned around and let her know what I felt about her kid screaming. Yeah, it's pretty weird. She was actually, she was horrified by that? That's, yeah. That's I, odd. That's, I don't know. Kid's going to have a rough life, I guess. Yeah, well. We got to Rome. We did some sightseeing and stuff, which was kind of just we got there and we're like looking around at what to see. We saw like the Colosseum, Pantheon, the Spanish Steps, the Trevi Fountain, and um, All the standard sites. Yeah, like and then the Vatican. But we didn't pay for like any tours. We just did like everything was like self guided. Just, wand- just wandering around. Yeah, which yeah. was like I think in hindsight a waste of time because you don't really learn anything. You just like keep moving through. <laughs> But we um, left Rome, took a train to Venice, and at that point, we were there for a couple of days, had to do some laundry. So we went to some like laundromat in Venice, and Dave and I had no problem washing our clothes, but Berg's clothes got stuck in the washer. And you know Berg, he's a bigger guy, and his clothes were stuck in there for hours. We were just sitting there like not knowing what to do, trying to read everything in the laundromat about like what to do if your clothes get stuck but everything's in italian and we didn't have cell phones or anything to like translate anything or whatever and so we just kind of sat there as like the only people in the laundromat while berg was like tearing up inside looking at his clothes realizing that like if he can't get his clothes out he isn't going to be able to find any clothes to wear in his size in italy without getting like custom made suits for thousands of dollars he'd be looking great though oh yeah he'd be the finest dressed man but uh was not looking to spend that kind of money when we were like 19 (laughs) years old it might well might as well have been like a billion dollars to get clothes for him but eventually we like we probably broke the machine we like (laughs) jimmied the door allegedly like water came out and everything and then we got his clothes (laughs) into like a dryer and that was that and then we moved on and took a we took a sleeper train from venice to munich and i don't know did you get molested by an italian man i did not as the movies say you will but i did have a night terror when we were uh on the train i was sleeping on the top there were like three bunks in a row berg was on the bottom dave was in the middle and i was on the top and in the middle of it apparently i just like freaked out and screamed out brace yourselves and had like my <laughs> hands against the wall because i thought 
the train was gonna tip over or something. Well, which, that, that's kind of an ongoing theme for you. Well, I've had night terrors my whole life. We didn't really know about them until Kristen and I started like living together. And then she's like, you know, like in the middle of the night, you get up and walk around, and sometimes sometimes punch holes in the wall. Yeah, sometimes you're screaming, running around, and. Yeah, so that was an eye-opening experience, but um, that was something that I've never lived down for the rest of my life. And then, so we, we, we take the train, we get to Munich, and it was like six in the morning or whatever, um, and none of us speak German, and we couldn't find our hostel. We were staying in like the hostel. I thought Dave spoke German. Uh, he speaks like two words <laughs> of German, and we... Um, that doesn't get you very far. It didn't get us far at all. We were looking for the hostile wombat, and Berg was like, no, 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 I'll handle this. And so he was like walking around, walking up to like German businessmen. Terrifying sp- them, probably. Would like confront them and just said... Vombat, hostile Vombat, hostile Vombat. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so he did have a cell phone, but it was like a flip phone. So he couldn't like look anything up or whatever. But uh, Cup, one of our friends, took German in high school. And I don't know if he took him in college, but he knew like a little bit of German. So he decided the good idea would be to call Andy and have him translate. From Germany. Yeah, and have him translate to us from some like German businessman. And so he was walking around then with a phone and trying to like hand it <laughs> hand to people to, to talk people to them. The so nobody took him up on that offer, but we ended up just nine, stum- nine, yeah, nine. we ended up just stumbling upon our hostel. But you did you, you took German in college, right? Yeah, I, I took German in college for like uh two weeks. Then, Didn't you like get kicked out of the class I, or something? Yeah, my my uh, my German teacher said my accent was um, inappropriate. I think was the word that she used, and also I wasn't too inclined to stay there because it was a Friday class at nine a.m. Do you want to give us an example of your German so, ask? Yeah, my, ger- accent my with German your name? name. My German name. We had to pick our German names. Mine was obviously Wolfgang. Of course. So it, it would be like my name is Wolfgang. <laughs> Which uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I well, think what did she want? Great. Yeah, what did she want you to do? She was do? like, just, just say like, it normal. She's like, she, my as... name is Wolfgang. She's like, why can't you say it that way? It's like, because then it's not fun. It's not, well, that's not your accent. And yeah. everybody has an I, accent. I, it's, I'm, it's a I'm natural. Making it, I'm making it mine. I'm, exactly. I talk like this, but Wolfgang talks, he talks like this. Yeah. Well, that was funny because we were on a train, like sightseeing in Munich because we didn't know, like, what the fuck to do. You got touched by a German guy? No. What did he sound like? We were on. He sounds like Wolfgang. We were on the train and we're just like, there were some seats and this German couple was like stuck in the corner, I guess, in between us. And it was their stop. And they were like talking in German to each other and like they were a little frazzled, but you couldn't like tell. Obviously, we couldn't tell what they were talking about. And then they just turned to us and go, we have to get out now. (laughs) Like, what? And they're just sitting there like, we have to get out now. And we're like, oh, okay. They get out? And they're just like sitting there looking at us. And I'm like, I don't, do you want to leave? And they just kept saying, we have to get out now. And so eventually we just like moved two inches and they then they stood up and got off the train as we took the train. So you just needed to acknowledge their request by moving just a little bit? Yeah, I don't know if they like didn't want to be like rude Germans or something, but like whenever I'm on a train and I have to get off, I like stand up and you don't have to speak 
a certain language to understand that like when I stand up, I'm trying to get off the fucking train. So you don't have to tell yeah, people. If, yeah, use your body language. Exactly. It's universal. Ex- everybody speaks it. You don't have to speak anything to read body language. <laughs> but we were taking the train to like the Olympic Stadium in Munich, which was like the biggest waste of time on earth. Like, I don't know what we thought when we were going to it. So like we get there and... There are just a bunch of signs like, oh, yeah, here is the stadium we use when the Olympics were here. And we use it for like these three things that you're not in town for and uh, take some pictures of the outside of it and don't get anywhere near it because no one's allowed to get near it. So that's weird. Yeah. Well, we went back to the hostel and we're like telling them like what happened and like what what should we do there and they're like oh you can take this walking tour it's free blah 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 he'll walk you around the city and show you the sites and it was like pretty cool because they walk you around and show you everything that like this was used by the nazis in world war ii and now they've turned it into like a museum or like whatever it is now and our tour guide's name was leaf like l-e-a-f leaf and was just wandering around in his like sandals and like tank top showing us Germany and everything in the most like casual tour guide ever and just like wandered around the city and then is like, okay, this is the end of the tour. Hope you guys had fun. I'll see you later and just left. And no one ever saw him again. Yeah, Leaf died that day. He blew away. <laughs> And then we were just stuck there and ended up um, finding a tour guide to go see one of the concentration camps. And uh, so we, we did that the next day and we, it was, it was us three and then like eight Canadian people, like people from Canada who were just on their holiday. And so we're talking to the tour guide and everything. And he like majored in college in Nazi history. So like he was pretty well versed in everything. Super normal major. Well, no, no, no. He was like a normal guy, not some fucking weirdo or whatever, but just like well versed in everything that had happened in Germany and the surrounding areas. He doesn't run the Klaus Barbie museum. No, he does not. But he, um, so we all get on a train and everything and well, we get to the train station and he tells everyone to like go buy something for lunch. And he was like, Oh, they don't serve lunch at Dachau. So make sure you guys grab some food to eat later. And then Dave raises his hand and goes, um, did they ever serve lunch at Dachau? And the tour guide is like cracking up. He's like, okay, well, like, usually people aren't funny on this tour, <laughs> the but the Canadians um, loving it. No, the Canadians were horrified <laughs> and they're just like staring at us and we're like, Oh, this is going to be great. So we, go to the like little train stop to get food and um we get like food water whatever and dave buys a jack and coke in a can and cracks it open on the train and the canadians were horrified again <laughs> being like what is this guy doing what time, what time was it what time of day eight, was it? eight in the morning yep there and you go this well we were in germany so like which I, also it's cool that in germany you can just buy pre-mixed jack and coke yeah, it was like, like in a can just two psh, euros ready to go yeah it was a good deal. I understand why he did it. And the tour guide was like making a joke at him. Blah, on blah, vacation, blah. Yeah. man. Exactly. Like just having a good time while taking in some sights. And so we were quoting that Family Guy episode when they're talking about like history and what happened in World War II in Germany. And the German teacher is like, oh, yeah, nothing really happened in Germany from 1935 to 1945. <laughs> and one of the kids raised his hands like, well, what about like the Nazis? And he's like, we were on holiday. And they're like, no, no, no. But like, what about World War II? He's like, we were on holiday. And like, again, the Canadians were 
horrified that we were like not didn't you invade poland yeah well they invaded a few places and uh viva invited yeah and so the tour guide we were like talking just laughing about it because we were going on this tour not to like make jokes or anything but just like having a good time because we're on vacation and like it's a pretty dark subject but we didn't want it to like bog down everything and these canadians would not get anywhere within listening distance of anything we said for the rest of the trip <laughs> went to the tour and it was very interesting to see everything and just uh shocking um and like the ride back we're talking with the tour guy and everything like we were like his best friend and the canadians were just done with us had had enough seen enough yeah and then the tour guide, ready to go home the tour guide's like oh where are you guys going next and we were going to amsterdam next and he was like thinking about coming with us but we were going during the week and he's like oh I have to do these tours all week. He's like, if you guys stay late, he was like, let me know. Here's my number. And you guys like, I'll call, I'll, I'll just come and meet you guys there. Like we'll have a good time. And, uh, we did not want to meet some random German guy in a different country. So yeah, we that's did. how that's how you ended up getting molested by a German guy or dead, but or yeah, or murdered or we sold went, into sex trafficking or something like that. We went to, um, Amsterdam and you can like, smoke weed there and everything which is fine and i and think smoke weed in canada now because of that they let you well i think people think that you can take like every drug there and so we were offered coke like ev around every corner and this guy like we'd walk around the corner and he'd just be like cocaine and we're like uh no thank you and he's like no no, no cocaine uh no no thank you and so we went to go get lunch and we we're like watching this guy offer everybody cocaine every two <laughs> seconds and then like five minutes later he gets tackled by like 10 different cops <laughs> at once and got like beaten and dragged through the city to leave and then from that point on we were pretty nervous about like doing anything so like we toured we didn't know what to do there so we toured like the heineken factory and they give you like six free beers per person or something. And I didn't drink any of mine. So Berg had a few and then his stomach was killing him. So he spent most of the tour in the bathroom and Dave was just slowly drinking all of his beers and then drank most of my beers and was pretty hammered. <laughs> and then at the end of the tour, we ran into like this old American couple who were like, Oh, you guys are from America, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're not going to drink all these. So here, take these 10 beer tickets. And I think Dave's like heart sank and he he was like, I don't have room for any more. And Berg was in the bathroom and I was eating a bunch of weird food that day. So my stomach was killing me. So I go and knock on the door and Scott's like, Hey, I'll be out in a minute. He was like, are you guys ready to go? I'm like, no, I have to go. I'm like, I need to use the toilet <laughs> right now. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll be out in a minute. So he, goes, he gets out a minute and I go in the bathroom. And then like two minutes later, I hear a knock on the door and I'm like, Oh, are you guys ready to leave? He's like, no, 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 I, I have to use the bathroom again. And so at that point, I hurried up and he went to the bathroom and my stomach was still a mess. And so I knocked on the door again to use the bathroom and he came out. I went in and that was the last time. And Dave was passed out on the table waiting for us with like eight full <laughs> beers around him. And then once Ber Berg and I felt great after that, cause we got everything out of our body. And so we decided so to Berg like, just crank those eight beers. Yeah. So we decided to walk through the red light district, which was like kind of funny to see and everything. And then like, it's, 
you walk down like the main drags and then there are a bunch of like alleys you walk through which like aren't sketchy cocaine yeah would no 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 it's 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 hookers like sex you want sex <laughs> you want to do yeah sex? we're like oh no thank you no thank you and, like you keep walking through and then like you go through like these alleys which is still part of it like there are like girls standing outside their rooms and the alley ones are the less attractive ones and they are also it's the, like the clearance rack yeah but they're more aggressive that'd be like if the clearance products would grab your arm as you walked by and i remember this like old lady had to be like 50 years old like grabbed my arm and tried to pull me into her room i'm like no 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 no, no thank you and i had to like shove her away to no touching no yeah, touching leave me alone and at that point we like ran back to the hotel room but we stopped <laughs> to get you some um absinthe before we left because I figured you'd be down with that which ended up not being real absinthe because we were like 19 and didn't realize that like they don't sell the hallucinogenic absinthe yeah, you guys got fleeced yeah it was well it was like 8 euros for like a giant plastic bottle of it so I don't know what I was expecting but it is what it is and it was basically just like liquor licorice liquor I think is that what it tastes yeah, like it, it just tastes like licorice pretty much and I, I mean I think after, after the fact I was like looking online. You're supposed to like pour pour it over sugar or something. I don't, I don't know. I was drinking it straight out of the bottle. Yeah, I, I don't think even if you poured it over sugar or whatever, I it was can't imagine to be. it would make it that much better. It's. I mean, I guess if you like the taste of licorice, it might be enjoyable, which I do not. Neither do I. And I mean, it's it, it's. I didn't I didn't like trip balls or see a green fairy or anything, but I did get. Hammered drunk. I think you blacked out on. Did I black out? Possibly at my old apartment in uh, on Fullerton when Garrett came down. Oh, was that the same? That was all one night. I yeah, maybe I did black out. Well, do you remember going to Wiener Circle? Uh, I I mean, I have I. So I, the three, there's okay. an idea. I of Wiener I remember Circle. it. The three of us went to Wiener Circle. Which, I mean, it's 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 really because. There's been so many times, like when you lived at that apartment. It's just there's so many now. times of like us going to Wiener Circle, like on the way back, and I was hammered. Well, yeah. So like you and go, so to, they all kind of just like blur together. But like Wiener Circle's fun when you're young because you go there and like you you yell at the employees, the employees yell back. It is just how it goes there. Like it's not offensive or anything. Like that's just yeah, how no, it that, goes. That's just that's. You walk in, they're like, what the fuck do you want, white boy? Yeah, and you just go You're back like, I and want forth. a fucking hot dog, bitch. Yeah, so we're in line, and there were these people in front of That's us. That's like, like a, what a standard order there sounds like. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And so there was a couple in front of us, and they were yelling at the employees and everything, and we were just laughing. And then there was this couple behind us, some dude who was like late 20s with his, like, girlfriend or date or whoever seems, it was seems to be a standard theme with with us where people are just horrified by whatever we're doing <laughs> well he was but trying this was, this was just a case of she didn't know what was going neither on neither of them at, did because he was trying place. to like impress her and it was like oh my god this is so offensive i can't believe they he went on he went on trip advisor he yeah was like, where and, should i go take a date for yeah. a hot dog and so i just like turn around i'm like oh hey like that's just like what you do here like it's it's okay like you they yell at you first yeah, and you yell ex- back it's expected yeah. 
And that's just how it goes there. And he's like, this is offensive. I can't believe anybody would work in these conditions, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like shaking her head. And I was just kind of being like, no, no, no. Like it's, it's cool. It's what you do here. It's allowed. And it's, he it's was encouraged. He was getting pissed. And I think you turned around and we're like, well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> and he just <laughs> like started to puff out his chest. And then Garrett turned around. I think he realized that like, we were all together and he was like, uh, never mind. Yeah. I think we're just going to leave. And they're like, we're just going to go somewhere else and just walked out and who knows where the hell they went. But no one ever, they, they disappeared like leave <laughs> your walking tour guide. Yeah. Well, we went from Amsterdam, we went to Paris and we met up with Berg's sister who lives in Spain on a military base with her husband who's in the Navy. And so they met us in Paris and we were just like, we sightseed, we were sightseeing with them, which was nice because they planned everything. And so we just like walked around and did whatever. And then they found some like English bar that we went to that had like the ceiling was like six and a half feet tall or whatever. So like if you jumped, you could hit your head on the ceiling and Preston was showing it to like how low it was and accidentally like poked a hole in the ceiling with his head and the bartender's like oh no no like be careful like we it happens a lot but please don't do it again and so by the time we left there there were like 10 holes in the ceiling because <laughs> every time happening every time he turned around i'm like well i want to see if i can do it and sure enough i could and then berg would do it dave would do it and then we would cycle back to preston again <laughs> and 10 holes later we left but when we were when we were there we met like there were these like English chicks there because it was some England bar and um, they wanted us to like take their picture or whatever. And so we took their picture for us or for them. And she just like looks at it on her digital camera and is like, Oh no, no, I look rubbish. You're trashed. And I'm like, what did you say to me? And she's like, I look rubbish. You're trashed. I'm like, no, you're trashed. And she was like, uh, what? And I'm like, you are a garbage person. And she's like, what are you talking about? Well, apparently she meant that like I took a bad picture and that I'm fired from taking pictures, but I don't speak British English, the Queen's English. So I didn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Um, and then I remember she wanted like Berg to lift her up for something. And he like went to pick her up and went, oomph. And she was like, what does that mean? I'm heavy. And he was like, no, no, no. And she's like, I only weigh eight stones. And like, we were dying laughing and we're like, what the fuck is a stone? What's a stone? Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's just like, that's how we, that's our weight, uh, measurement. And I'm like, well, okay, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I get that we use pounds and everything, but it is what it is. And she's like, no, 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 I only weigh eight stones. We're like, well, I don't know. Is that like heavy or not? And she was like maybe like 110 pounds. So she wasn't fat. And we Eight just, stone is 112 pounds. There you go. So I was pretty accurate. But yeah, so she was just like, no, 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 I only weigh eight stones. I'm not heavy. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck a stone is. So stop, like, you're... Uh, I don't know. At that point, we just had had enough. We punched enough holes in the wall or punched enough holes in the wall with our head. So we left. And then uh, we left Preston and Brenda and went to uh, London where we got to our hostel, which was like one of those rooms where you stay with like 20 people in bunk beds. And uh, so I was kind of freaking out that I was going to have like another night terror because there were so many people around. And again, people would be horrified by you. Well, I didn't know like if I have a freak out, like is someone else going to freak out at my freak out? And then I'm going to wake up in like the middle of a fight with some guy. <laughs> but uh, it turned out to be fine. And we went so 
because we don't know how to sightsee in London, we went to like Harrods, which is or Harrods. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's like a Marshall Fields of England. Um, so like we went there, and I'm like, oh, this is a Wait, department what are the store. To see in London. <laughs> a Let's department store. Go to Marshall store. Fields. Yeah, exactly. So we got. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? So I'm like, whatever. Well, we're here, so we might as well wander. So we're wandering around, and we lost Dave in the store. Like Berg and I could not find him. We were just wandering around, couldn't find him. So eventually, we're like, what do we do? We can't contact him. So we went to like the manager of the store, and he called out for Dave on the inst- on the intercom and was like, uh, Dave Christensen, your American friends are <laughs> waiting for you in the customer service department. So come see them. So we waited there for like an hour, an hour and Dave never showed up at that point. We were getting kind of like nervous. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck Dave is. So like we kind of want, okay. yeah, exactly. Well, we had so many like sketchy run-ins with people. So we like go back to the hostel and sure enough, Dave's like laying in bed, like, Oh, Hey, I was wondering where you got, where the hell you guys were. We're like, we were in the fucking store where we left you. We thought so. you got murdered. Yeah, we glad we, you're having a nice we thought, afternoon. We thought you were dead. We checked all the police departments and everything. No one found you. We went to the hospitals. No one could find you. We just assumed you died. Um, but yeah, so so he was fine. But we left London and went to Rota, Spain, which is where the naval bases where Preston and Brenda lived, to go like visit them for two days. And we were taking a plane from London to Spain. And this was 2007, so like security was like really tight over there, and the lines were so fucking long, and we thought we were gonna miss our flight and everything. And we're walking up to security, and he like takes our passports, like, oh, you guys are American, and we're like, oh yeah, we're talking to him, blah blah blah. And he's like, oh, you guys can just go through. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, you just go on through. And we're like, what are you talking about? Like, there was a line of a hundred people <laughs> waiting, and he's like, no, 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 just go over here and zip right through the metal detector. So we did our no shoes and all that shit and we're in and out. And then we had like an hour and a half to spare before a flight. Cause the guy was like, oh, you guys are American. You guys are safe. That's fine. No big deal. So then we go to, it's usually not the case. Well, in England it is, but like every other place they want to hassle you. England's like, no, no, no. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're safer with you guys. We've learned that one several <laughs> times over. And so we get to Rota, Spain, and I remember it was like PS3 had come out that year or the year before, so Preston had a PS3, and we probably played that for like a day straight, and um, Preston was like, oh, do you guys want to go out, blah, 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 and we're like, oh, well, we passed some like bars that are like clubs and stuff, and he's like, oh, no, 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 that's a Klub. He's like, go tell Brenda you want to go to the Klub. And so we're like, okay. So we go tell Brenda. We're like, oh, hey, can you take us to the Klub? And she's like, no, I'm never taking you there. And we're like, what? And she's like, you're my brother and my brother's friends. I'm never taking you guys to a Klub. And we're like, well, what's what's a Klub? It turns out in Spain, a discotheque is like a club, you know, like a bar or whatever. A Klub is a brothel. And that would be why she didn't want to take us there. So we're like, oh, okay. Um, We'll just stay on the base where we know everything's safe at that point. (laughs) And then we made our way to Madrid for the last two days. And so we checked into the hotel, which was nice. And um, Berg was exhausted. So he stayed in the room. And Dave and I were like, well, let's just try McDonald's in Spain. So we go to McDonald's. And I had taken Spanish for two years in high school. So I thought I knew everything. So I go to order and I wanted like a medium Coke and 
uh, I just kept yelling. I'm like, Medio Coke, Medio Coke, which I thought was medium. Well, Medio is half because I, <laughs> I, I didn't know, but it was sticking in my head because I used it in Spanish class all the time because I was like always a half point short, short of a passing grade. <laughs> so I was always argue, arguing for Medio Pointo or whatever, however you say point. And uh, squeaked my way into a B with a 77%. He gave me a B minus, Don Francisco, but um, didn't really help me when we got to Madrid. Estoy bien. Yes, is a estoy bien. <laughs> so then we were like walking around Madrid at night and just like going through how we thought was getting back to the hotel. And we had left the hotel in daylight and we're coming home at night. And the street we had to take back to the hotel at night turns into like a hooker street. So we're walking through the street being like accosted by hookers everywhere we go. Big theme of the Euro trip. Yeah, exactly. Just um, how all you have to know about Europe is like how to deny hookers. You have to like say no, be firm and like barrel through them. Don't try and be polite. <laughs> just like barrel through them with give them a shoulder check, give them a stiff arm, do like whatever you have to do. Same way you deny homeless people. Change. Yeah. Just don't stop. You have to keep walking. Nope. And, yep. Nope. Keep nope. moving. But, um, when, when was the last time, did you fly to New York when you went to go see like the cash family? Uh, the last time I did. Yeah. I flew to New York. I uh, flew into LaGuardia, which is a garbage pail of an airport. I don't know if you've ever flown in there. Well, I've never been to New you, York. You fly but... into the. Oh, you've never been to New York? Well, I don't know why I would be. Like, unless it's to like see people. I want to see like the 9/11 memorial, but I don't really know what else I want to see in New York aside from like the Statue of Liberty that I can't see in Chicago. Like, it's another city with like a big skyline and there's garbage in the streets. So. Yeah, it's especially it's it's especially nice in the summer when they're it's just all of Midtown Manhattan smells like hot garbage. That's Ooh, always super fun. Gotta love that. But yeah, I mean, I've been to my like half my family lives in New York. I've been there, I don't even know how many times, and I've never gone to like do any of the sightseeing. I've still never seen the Statue of Liberty. Uh, I mean, I saw the World Trade Center Memorial, but the only reason I was there was because my uncle's bar was across the street. Like, it wasn't the the theme. Of you the happened day. upon I it. I happened upon like, it because I was going it. to my uncle's bar. Yeah, but like, like I saw Statue of Liberty, the 9/11 Memorial, and then maybe Ellis Island. But I don't think you can go. Can you go to Ellis Island, or you just like take a boat around? It's a mystery. You don't know. Let's, yeah. Let's see. Pull it up on TripAdvisor and give us a list of things for they us to me, never they let me do. down before. Yeah. Uh, let's just let's just Google Ellis Island and see see what comes up. Didn't you guys get tossed out of a bar? When you guys were there with like Pat, or was it your brother Peter? For he kept like taking off his shirt in the bar. Uh, no. Well, that was not that trip. Um, that was actually downtown Chicago with uh, my cousin Casey. Uh, him and myself, for some reason, decided that it was a cool idea to take our shirts off in the middle of the bar and dance on the uh, security guard and each other. He, he didn't find that too amusing. We were asked to leave. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't think so, but uh, I remember a time I was at a bar in Chicago with your cousin, Peter, your brother Peter, met us out there, and him and Cav were taking shots together. I had just left, and they were taking shots, and he was like, "No, no, no, I don't want to do tequila." And Cav's like, "No, you have to." So he takes it. It's like, nope. 
I'm going to throw up and turns to his right to the garbage can and threw up in the garbage can and over Cav's trench coat. And Cav has never forgotten that anytime uh, he sees Peter. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. He's real thrilled about that exchange. What does TripAdvisor have to say about Ellis Island? Uh, let's see. Ellis Island Trip Advisor. So, let's see. So, Ellis Island on TripAdvisor. What do we want to do? Do we want to read reviews? Yeah, well, I want to know. Can you go see it? Or is it just something that, like, they're like, okay, here, oh, look. There's a guided tour starting at $57. Enjoy a seamless visit to the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island in the New York Harbor. Is it, again, is that, like, on the boat? If it's on the boat, I don't want to see anything that, like, it's just like taking a picture of it. I don't really need to see it unless I can see. touch it. Uh, let's see. Take views. I'm more of a hands-on learner. Yeah, no, uh, you you can definitely see it. It's uh, you can take views from the Statue of Liberty observation deck, so you have actually get off there, and there's a uh, immigration museum on Ellis Island. So you okay, you, yeah, wander Ellis Island on your own and catch the ferry when you're ready. Okay, so that I'll put that on my list if I ever make my way to t- to New York. But I think those are my three sightseeing things. But I guess I, is TripAdvisor worth even going on to look up stuff for Europe? Because I think uh, if I don't start booking some tours soon, we're going to end up, Chris and I are going to end up on like the same trip. Where we're just like, okay, we're here. Um, where should we walk? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. And also, just FYI, this podcast is not sponsored by TripAdvisor, despite the fact uh, yeah. that it's been brought up like 15 times. Well, we brought it up and we've been trashing it. So I don't think they're a sponsor, and I don't think they ever will be sponsoring us. If we ever start turning the tide oh. on TripAdvisor and talking about how good of a website it is, they may have become a sponsor. But we'll as, of, as of right now, yeah, we, are, we are open and looking for more sponsors. That's true, yeah. But I think uh, that's everything I wanted to touch on today. I don't know about you. Yeah, we can probably yeah, uh, can probably say say good night. Have you decided what song you were going to outro us with? I have. All right. Well, well uh, I think uh, we will say goodbye to you with a little. Uh, since you know we're going into Thanksgiving, it's the holiday season. I, I wanted to uh, end this one right. You got anything else? No, I think right. uh, that's it. Good night, everyone. We love you.